Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's no doubt about it. The biggest news of the week in sporting circles has been Eddie Jones being appointed as Wallabies coach. Dave Rennie has been let go by Rugby Australia. So it's a five-year deal. We've been through the details. On the line is Rugby Australia chairman Hamish McLennan, who joins us, our special guest this morning. Good morning, Hamish. Morning, Matt. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. Why Eddie? He's the best coach in the world. He's an Aussie. He's a classic Sydney sider. He understands rugby and our competitive uh, dynamic here locally and up in Queensland. And he'll deliver results for us, big results. How much did you have your eyes on Eddie uh, leading into the decision by English Rugby Football Union? You wouldn't have known what they were going to do, but did you have him on the radar anyway? Yeah, he was absolutely on the radar. So we've been quite public saying we've been talking to him since November of uh, 2021. And we were thinking about 24 onwards. So we've got the Rugby World Cup coming to Australia in 27. So we thought he he could do the Lions and the Rugby World Cup. And then we literally fell off our chair uh, when he got cut by the RFU. And so... We then had a poor spring tour and, you know, we didn't perform to our expectations. And so we just thought, let's sort of capture uh, Eddie and get him in for 23, give ourselves the best opportunity to win in 23. So if he wasn't cut by England, would Dave Rennie still be coach, Hamish? Yes, he would. And how did that go down with those discussions that you had with Dave? Oh, look, it's, it's... You know, look, it's very difficult. And Dave's a very honourable, good guy. But uh, we, we all live by the scoreboard and everything that we do in life. And so he was at 37, 38% win ratio. He'd, he'd actually made some great strides with the team. But uh, Eddie was at 73% uh, in England. And that was after, you know, um, not not the best of sort of autumn tours for himself. So we we just sort of decided that we had to sort of reinvigorate the Wallaby camp. And also, as you know, uh, Eddie's also looking after the, the Wallaroos around the seeing that program. So we just felt that it was an opportunity too good to miss. And and quite frankly, and that's, that's the thing when you look at Dave and all the coaches, it's very hard to secure coaches out of cycle. They tend to go for three or four year blocks leading into World Cup. So Eddie got cut loose and we jumped on him. How did the players react to this and how much impact or how much did you talk to the players about the decision that was that was being taken? Oh, we, we didn't consult them at all. So, um, you know, it was a decision made by the board. So we oversee and administer the whole game. So uh, the board felt that it was the right thing to do and it was the unanimous decision of the board to hire Eddie. Um, I think... Uh, some players are a little bit unsettled. Others are really up for it. I've spoken to a couple of them um, and, you know, the feedback's positive. But don't, don't, don't forget, um, you know, players players want to get selected by coaches and then you sort of change, you change that dynamic, which I actually think is quite healthy in terms of just sort of revving them all up. And so there, there will be change. There'll be continued change at RA on the administration side who uh, Eddie's 
decides to sort of select. So we, we live in a very fluid world. Um, but look, on the whole, it was the right thing to do and I'm very comfortable with the decision. What are the logistics of Eddie coming coming back into the fold? I know that he's also got the Japanese consultancy job that he'll continue to do, and that was part of his deal with England Rugby Union as well. So when does he get the feet on the ground? Sunday week at the Sydney 7th. And so uh, he will attend that event. So he flies back on Sunday morning and he's coming out to, to watch a few of the games. So, you know, if, if you're in the vicinity, that'll be an amazing tournament too. So just, just come along. Uh, it's a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. It'll be fantastic. 28 teams will be, uh, will be playing in that global tournament in Sydney. And so... Um, the logistics are we're putting him on a plane and he'll be he'll be down here in just over a week. And, and you and I both know that you know if you're in the vicinity of Eddie, you know that you know that there's noise around him. How much when you did this deal? Obviously, everything's focused towards success on the field. We we get that, but you know what Eddie brings yeah. as well, and very different personalities to Dave Rennie. And nothing against Dave, but Dave Rennie's not a salesman in the same way that Eddie Jones is. So did that play any part? in your thinking, because you know, and as chairman of Rugby Australia, you're trying to get this game back on people's lips, back in on the on the front and back pages of the newspapers, and Eddie's going to deliver that for you. Well, I, I, I would argue we've actually got it on everyone's lips now. Already, I mean, it's yeah. just been wall-to-wall coverage everywhere. So, look, it, it actually wasn't the main driver. It doesn't hurt. Um, I, I like the fact that Eddie's such a strong advocate for the game, and the more people we have promoting the game and... Uh, and, and what we're doing, it, it's, it's obviously a really good thing for us. So um, it, it certainly helps you understand that at a grassroots level, you really need to talk the game up. Um, but the most important thing is getting winning Wallabies. That will provide the best coverage that we could, we could ever have, and he'll do that for us. Uh, the focus on finances of the game has been very solid over the past few years, and obviously you've been front and centre at that. Eddie doesn't come cheap, yeah. and you've now got a coach that you've had to park until the end of the World Cup. How do you manage the finances, and is it worth the investment of the two payments that you're going to have running simultaneously? The, the goal for rugby in Australia, we, you know, we, we make, you know, don't hold me to the exact number, $120 million in revenue. The goal is to make it 200 and 250 million over the next sort of five five years. So well, I'm not looking for sort of um, incremental change. I don't want to add another sort of five million dollars worth of revenue. I want to. I really want to accelerate it. So you got to make big calls. And and the easiest thing for us to do and for, for myself to do would just be keep everything um, as it is, the status quo. And so we're taking big swings, but we've we've reduced. So in 2021, I started. We lost. Uh, over $25 million, $7 million last year was the loss, and then we'll make a profit this year. So everything's heading in the, in the right direction, but it just shows you how difficult it is to sort of spin all these plates. But um, it's an investment that we're worth taking. Um, Eddie will provide great value um, if and when we start winning at a Wallaby and a Wallaroo level. So it's, it's actually a good investment for us, and I'm very comfortable with it. Yeah, and the if and when, just on that, I, I played some audio just earlier because when this announcement dropped, Hamish, I, I was of the opinion straight away that this is all about 2023 Rugby World Cup. I and mean, that's number one target. It's a five-year deal and there's more off the back of it. But success at the Rugby World Cup is what this is all about. And you know what the question's going to be. What if Eddie doesn't deliver success at the Rugby World Cup? Well, look, you... You can't predict the future, but where we got to at a board level was 
the short term is the long term at the moment. And so we had to focus on who was going to deliver us the best chance of doing well. Uh, at the 23 World Cup. So just look at the stats, take the emotion and, you know, who who all the coaches are out of it. We think on paper, when you look at Eddie's results, he'll give us a better result. Um, and we also have to think more long-term. So my criticism of rugby uh, administration in the past, it became very short-term thinking. So you can't say to Eddie, oh, look, we'll, uh, we'll take you for this year and then we'll reevaluate our options for next year. You've got to start putting markers down for the long term. So we've got the Lions in 25, we've got the World Cup in 27 back here. Um, and, you know, we've got to back him over the long term. And look, we, we backed Dave for over three years, we're very public in our support. What, what changed was Eddie got cut by the RFU and we would have been dumb not to talk to him and then reevaluate our position. Had, had Dave won five out of five, uh, in the spring tour, or four out of five, if we'd beaten France and uh, and Ireland, the top two nations in the world, which which arguably we should have won those games, David still be there. What about the Italy game? Oh, what about the Italy game? Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> that that was just a nightmare. I was there, so disappointing. You know, it was sort of a strategy that didn't pay off. But, but, but did that? Know, we'd never but did that change your thinking on Dave Rennie? Did it put a pause? Uh, look, look, the media, the media has speculated a lot about that. I mean, had we won France or Ireland and still lost Italy? I mean, look, it, Dave, yep. Dave's view was it's back a whole lot of young players um, and, and we'll sort of bench some of the more experienced ones. Uh, you know, that, you know, it, uh, you know, we probably could have lived with that because you really need to perform against France and Ireland. And, you know, we just didn't win those games. So... Unfortunately, you know, it was um, you know, it was a difficult decision, but at the end of the day, I think it's the right one that was made with Eddie. And a final one. You've been generous with your time. I appreciate it. A final one. So rugby union versus rugby league. There's already been some tit for tat with Eddie back and forth in the papers and and out there with Peter Volandis. Is it gloves off now against the NRL on all fronts? You're going to take them on on all fronts, including having a look at their player ranks. Uh, look, we are, and uh, we are going to look at their player ranks, but uh, the, the, the two codes will coexist forever, and they'll let them flow. And so I think uh, the NRL have done a better job of marketing and packaging the game up. But we're two completely different games, and so we're international. You know, you can play in Paris either for the Olympics, at the Olympics for Australia, um, or go to the Rugby World Cup if you're a player. And uh, I just think we're very, very different, different style uh, of play and obviously highly differentiated. So um, I think there'll be competitive rivalry and tension. I think it's great for the readers and the listeners. Times are changing, Hamish. Appreciate your your time this morning and uh, we will catch up again soon. Back to chat, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Rugby Australia Chairman Hamish McLennan there. So it is a five-year deal. We go to the 2023 World Cup, of course, this year, and then the British and Irish Lions tour in a couple of years, and then a 2027 home World Cup, and Eddie Jones will be in town very soon. Before we know it, the Eddie show will arrive. It's already starting to make its way into the press, and what happens on the field will dictate everything in terms of where Rugby Union sits. But the finances are starting to turn around. The coach has been replaced in Dave Rennie into somebody who's an absolute salesman and showman. 
how that translates onto the field will be the next part of the puzzle. What did you make of all that? 0457 736 736. Let me know your thoughts or give me a call. one 1170 It's approaching a quarter to 10.